And that is the Rosebud. The song is called Nice Fox. Congratulations to Frances. She was our seventh caller. She's going to see the concert next Friday evening. What is it exactly? 160? It's, it's um, 168 hours minus six minutes wow, exactly. away. And I'm, I'm, that, that is a terrifying thing to say if you're this guy. <laughs> but that's next Friday evening. Panda Bear, Broken Social Scene, The Rosebuds. That's at the Raleigh City Plaza for Hopscotch right. Music Festival. And yes, of course, Grayson Curran, the curator for Hopscotch, is joining me for three hours today. We have all three hours of Hopscotch. And also joining me is Reed Johnson of local band Schooner. It's, uh, you guys, are you guys, am I the seventh caller? No, it's I'm busy. Sorry. It's actually yeah. a busy signal. Yeah, the phones are still lighting up. Reed is oh, actually so. currently calling WKNC, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. For you, just, I think watching the voicemail is picking up. Just stopped. Okay. <laughs> the weird. It's a meta radio scene up here. This is like a DB song. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if you are unaware, and I, I don't understand how anyone would be, but I'm sure there are people that are unaware that Hopscotch is next week it starts thursday september 9th and goes through saturday september 11th officially however there are shows wednesday evening at, at the lincoln theater i believe wednesday wednesday uh there are shows at kings and at the poorhouse um valiant thor who maybe you guys have yes. rocked out to before oh, yeah. be playing at kings with another great band called howl who hey that's a terrible pronunciation of words so that's h-o-w-l they're from up north from providence um they're playing along with junius and then at the poorhouse uh, a lot of a lot of uh, local hip hop rapper rappers are rapping, and the free free bass Ed is playing, and they're amazing. And DJ Flash of Little Brother is playing, so that's Wednesday. That's like the that's like the pre party. That's to get you hyped, right? Nice. And then Sunday, Sunday. Oh boy, Sunday is going to be fun. I know that the North Carolina Symphony is playing. All free. Yeah, we're really excited. The symphony got in touch with us and asked us about maybe yeah. doing a partnership, and we were like. Heck yeah, you know, yeah. let's do that. And so we are doing that, and uh, they asked us to book a pop opener for their free concert at the amphitheater. And I don't know how poppy we got, but we booked Martin Dosh, who records his Dosh. He's Andrew Bird's mm-hmm. drummer, and he puts out records on Anticon. Right. And he's sort of like a one-man symphony. He's an amazing drummer, and he has all these loops and all these keyboards and um it is going to be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. And it's a free show. It starts at 5. At the Raleigh Amphitheater. 15 at the Amphitheater. Yeah. And it's, I really recommend, you know, if you want to mellow out after seeing Cannabis Corpse and Ocean and mm-hmm. Kylesa and Public Enemy, that's probably a good scene. And Schooner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, we're going to Super harsh bring it, band. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are some several really persistent people who are still calling. If you are out there and you're listening, we have given those tickets away. However... We'll be giving away more tickets later on in the program this evening. Once more, this is the local beat. We go up until eight o'clock. Now, Grayson, I want to talk a little bit about the venues. I, I believe you have nine venues in downtown Raleigh that are showcasing music for Hopscotch, as well as the Raleigh City Plaza. Mm-hmm. Officially, Correct. of course, there will be lots of day parties out in the streets in front of Remedy and Raleigh Times, and then of course at the Raleigh Amphitheater. But uh, I'll read off the list here. I think at Poorhouse Lincoln Theater, Berkeley Cafe, Tiernan Oak, the Hive. Busy B, Slims, Five Star, Deep South, and Kings are, I think those are the nine. I think that was... Uh, is that nine? That, yeah. I, I th- we'll say not, yes. yes. Um, did you say Tiernanog? I did. Yeah, okay. I I said cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, so nine, nine clubs. Um, they will each have uh, music uh, 
for three nights and between four and ten bands each night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, what, what should we say about these clubs? Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit. What if a, a festival goer shows mm-hmm. up in front of one of these venues and they can't get in? It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, not to say that it's sold out, but that it's just too full sure. to allow someone else to go in. What, what should they do? Cry about it? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. Uh, so Paul Grayson. Call, call my, my cell phone number is 919-669. That's actually the start of it. That's uh, <laughs> a pretentious thing to do on air. Um, so Whose number can we give away? <laughs> we figure that out. Um, so the um, what you should do, and this is the way this festival is designed, so that some, the clubs should be busy. They should be not crazy. Some of them will be crazy. Um, there's a band from Toronto whose name is Fricked Up playing at the <laughs> Berkeley Cafe. And that show is going to be crazy and packed. And you should, my guess is you should probably get there early if you want to see it because the club is small and they're a big, like, right. pretty popular band. So what you're saying is you should, the, the listeners, the people, the concert goers, the festival goers should plan in advance Oh hey, yeah, I think this this is place is gonna be packed. Let me get there early. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you know, but if you want to take a gamble and like you want to, I hope that people really bounce around and try to see as much stuff as they can and bounce from club to club and try to split it so they see like twenty minutes of schooner and then uh, let's look at the schedule and um, you know uh, one second schooner so that maybe they see some of Active Child you know two blocks away or something. So I would that's how I want it for people people to happen. But if you get to a club and it's full, um, you know we've there's going to be a, there's an iPhone app that probably launches this weekend. You can sort of check times. Um, there are f- five thousand pocket schedules we're passing out that you can you check the times. And I I want this festival really to be in a lot of ways about sort of taking a chance with music. Maybe you maybe maybe you really want to see Raekwon um, on Friday night, but that show is just packed. So all right, I'm gonna go try out like this guy Richard Buckner and see what he's about. Or I'm going to go see that band from um, Canada called Fricked Up. Or I'm going to go see the best rock band in America, The War on Drugs, at Tiernano. Um, and, and you know, you know, explore sort of music. So I hope if, and I hope that a lot of people don't get to clubs and it's sold out um, or that it's packed. But it probably will happen. Inevitably it will happen. Right. I mean, that, and that's to me a good problem. These are who I think, these are like really great bands to me. Um, so if people want to go see them, I'm really... That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Do your homework, people. Yeah, so, you know, plan in advance. And if, you know, something's packed, man, I, I guarantee you that if it's 11 o'clock and you can't get into the show that you really wanted to see because you showed up late, there is something like two or three blocks away that is going to be pretty special. I, I really sincerely, I, that is my promise to you, KNC listener. Yes. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the schedule, you can't go wrong with anything except for uh, – Except for that schooner band, schooner, yeah, haven't heard of them before. Is that, uh, is that of, like an Andy Sandberg, like I'm on a boat kind of? Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yep. really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's neat. Yeah, I'm on a boat. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: Auto Tuner, Kings Barcade, Kings Barcade just opened what last weekend, I believe. Last weekend, Saturday night. Yeah, they were on the lineup Ooh. for Hopscotch for a while. How did mm-hmm. you? How did you know? Like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we knew Kings was going to be opening up, but. How did you know that it was going to happen in time for Hopscotch? Here's this cutting it close. Here's the funny thing. Yeah, oh well, yeah. The funny thing is, when we started planning, we didn't know that it was going to open. But one of the things that we did, we had. So I've mentioned, um, I've obviously mentioned myself because I'm like that. 
I've also mentioned Greg Lowenhagen, who's the director. One of the other people we worked really closely with was a guy named Paul Seiler, who's a guitar player in Birds of Avalon, was once in the band Terry Valance. And he is one of the, formerly one of the three and now one of the four co-owners of Kings. So we've been working with him since maybe, wow, November, maybe October, building this lineup. And mm-hmm. he's told us from the start, I think we're owned to the space at Kings. We'll know more. Like, let's plan as though we will have that space and, you know, adjust if need be. So we knew that it was going to probably be open by the festival. And, you know, we started planning that way, you know, for sure, probably in February, March. I think I remember sitting down and talking to Paul about it a long time in February about the possibility, the fact that Kings would be open. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of how we knew we had, I guess we had kind of an inside track on that because we were working really close with Paul and he was really flattering. He did an interview, uh, with the News Observer, I, I think, last weekend. And he said that Hopscotch was really important for him just because it got him back in the practice of booking bands, which he hadn't been doing for a few years. He'd been you know, busy playing in his bands or just working. And so it, it allowed him to really explore, to reconnect with booking agents, to find out who was really you know doing stuff, doing things. And uh, that was a big deal for him. Um, and so it was a really good relationship where we were both exploring sort of this new and unknown territory. Uh, so, yeah, that's how we knew because the guy that runs it right. is helping run the festival. You pretty much nailed down every single music venue in Raleigh, save for a few. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we don't have the dive bar. We don't have the brewery in volume 11. Those are the three that I can think of. There might be maybe one or two more. Black Flower, maybe. Why not those venues? Sure. One of the things this, this first year we – and. I just want to throw this out there. Adam's asking really great questions. These are these are you know these are better than the average question you get about this festival, and it's really great. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we really wanted to concentrate on this first year was keeping everything within a very easily walkable range, and also building sort of this core of venues that that people could identify as oh, that's where Hopscotch is this weekend, and. In future years, you know, we might, we we definitely, if this goes well, and just say, like, before it is even a question, our goal, our plan is to certainly have a hopscotch, too, you know, and three and, you know, mm-hmm. 7,000. Um, but we wanted to start with a core of, of venues that people could easily identify, people could walk. And, you know, one of the huge challenges. The dive bar is sort of on the fringe. The dive bar is on the fringe. Downtown. It's at the start of Glenwood South. Right. Kind of maybe, Black flowers further know, down. and Exactly. Yeah. And so... You know, that, that was certainly a conversation. How many clubs do we have? You know, where are these clubs at? And it's something that we in the future would like to expand to. But, you know, there was only so much we could do this year in terms of venues and in terms of the number of, the ba- of, of, the number of bands. And, and I think it's amazing that the dive bar is actually doing a lot of live music during Hopscotch and doing a lot of free shows because, as I think I mentioned before, the club wristbands are almost sold out. Mm-hmm. So if there's someone who wants to see live music that weekend who's, like, kind of inspired by this thing that's happening like go see this a band and they go to the dive bar the one of the reasons we're having this festival is because we like music right and like i i think people going to see music is kind of a cool thing to do um and so if they go to the dive bar to do that and hopscotch is sold out i think that is the best of every situation yeah what about parking where are people going to park for this uh and what is the parking situation going to be like sure um I think the answer. All right, so I am I am ninety eight point 
6% sure this is accurate. I'm glad Reed chuckled at that. I hope all you <laughs> listeners chuckled at that, too, because I thought it was pretty good. Um, I took health class. You took health class. <laughs> you saw that commercial. Where they talked about the temperature inside your mouth. Oh, yeah, and the, I like I like the, the group. I like the music. That's 98 <laughs> degrees. 90, sh- shucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I've had a lot of conversations about 98 degrees lately. I don't know why. Um, parking, the Cabarrus Street deck. I hope I'm not wrong about this, but the last I heard from McLaren Parking, who basically run parking in Raleigh, so that the Cabarrus Street Deck will be special event parking, so that there will be a fee, I believe on Friday and Saturday nights, when we're having the shows in City Plaza, and mm-hmm. the fee will be $7. That's a special event deck. I don't think it's fair if I tell you to park somewhere else, but I do think it's fair if I say that there's probably plenty of free parking available also in the city just like there is every weekend in Raleigh right. for the most part um carpool right carpool bag. you know ride around look for a spot you know think about again do some planning think about you know what I'm probably on Thursday night I'm probably going to go see the Akron family the poorhouse you know for the the close out the night and I'm going to be sober enough to drive home please don't drink and drive people um <laughs> and uh you know I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to drive my car to my house, so I'm going to park pretty close to the poorhouse. And there's plenty of free parking around that venue. Um, if you go to WKNC's local be- local beer, local band, you know that. Um, so, yeah, th- I think there's going to be a ton of free parking. The city will be crowded. Downtown will be pretty crowded, I think. That's our projection right now. Right. Um, so it might take some work, but I think there will be a, there will be parking spots for you to come in. You might have to work for it, but there should be parking. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see that. If it's worth it. If it's worth it, you got to work for it. Yeah. As far as some, uh, as yeah. far as other venues go, uh, booking bands, putting specific types of bands in specific venues. Did did you plan that? Was it random? Like, oh, uh, we'll just take this group of bands, lump them together, and then sort of just throw them at a random club. Or did you specifically pick out certain bands based on the style of music, the genre of music, and also the size? I'm sure the size of the crowd that the bands will draw played a large part in that. It was all that. It was definitely all a combination of all those things. There were some bills that we built to go in a certain club. You know, like, these bands fit here. Um, and some of it was size. You know, like, uh, we can't very well, we cannot very well put tortoise into the hive. Um, hmm. There are seven, six, seven people in that band. Yeah, I'm not sure right now. And, you know, a lot of drums, a lot of computers, a lot of other things. And they wouldn't fit on the stage. Their fan base wouldn't fit in the hive, so we had to kind of put them in the Lincoln Theater. Uh, and then we sort of built a bill around that. Like, what, who who else that we're really interested in booking or that we have lined up um, fits with Tortoise that night? Uh, so, you know, then uh, an example, Marissa Nadler um, is an artist that I really wanted to play. I'm a really big fan of her music, and I've written about her a lot. Uh and so I emailed her, I've known her for a while, and said, hey, do you want to play? And one of her concerns was playing a quiet room. I've seen Marissa kind of play in this loud, cavernous room at South by Southwest where people were talking, and she didn't, it was not a good experience for anyone. Mm-hmm. So she wanted a room where, where it would be quiet. So that was actually the impetus for building this megaphone night on Saturday, which is um, megaphone. That's at Kings. From Kings, that's at right. Kings. Um, they'll open with an impro- improvisational set. And then I can't remember the exact order. Jeb Bishop, Trio, Marissa Nadler, Greg Davis, Ned Rothenberg, Keith Fullerton, Whitman, and then Megaphone. I think I had that. I believe I believe that is there might be one switch 
or on the website that I yeah. But that's that's pretty much right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a seamless night of music where you know, megaphone goes straight into the next band and all that. There are these people kind of all know each other, know how each other work. And so we built, we started building this night around Marissa's needs to have a quiet room. So I didn't want to put her with this huge rock band where everyone would be kind of loud and obnoxious. Um, but then there were other, you know, the other bills where it was like, oh, we need a space for this rock band. Where can they go? Um, so yeah, it was a combination of all those, all those factors you mentioned. Yeah. Well, let's uh, play some schooner here, and then maybe I could twist Reed's arm a little bit to see if we could play some live tunes. Uh, sure. Is that cool? Let's do it. I had to do some real kick in there yeah. to get Reed to play some stuff. But, yes, once more, you're listening to The Local Beat right here in 88.1. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. Joining me is Grayson Kern, the music editor for the Independent Weekly and also the curator for Hopscotch Music Festival that's going on this coming week, Thursday, September 9th through Saturday, September 11th in downtown Raleigh, hopscotchmusicfest.com, and also Reed Johnson of Scooter. This is The Ballad of Rocky P. <laughs> WKNC, that was Schooner. The song is called The Ballad of Rocky P. You are listening to The Local Beat every Friday evenings from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. The finest in North Carolina and the Triangle's local music scene. We have a three-hour show today dedicated to the Hopscotch Music Fest. We're going to try to get to everything. I I had to give it three hours because, man, you know what? There's so much to talk about. Uh, But Reed Johnson is joining me right now of Schooner. He's going to play us a live song. Reed, what's this track going to be called here? Uh, It's called Nowhere to Wait. And this is a new one? Yeah. Cool. And it's live here on the local beat. All right. Wild. 
off your face And we'll make it home in a while We could see clearly the moon and its face But we had to hurry inside Honestly, dear, there was no To watch the time pass us by And that is Schooner Live here on The Local Beat. We're going to take a quick break. Some megaphone. Come right back with more hopscotch. Megaphone right there with The Process live here on The Local Beat. That wasn't live, but we played it live, I guess. Anyways, you are listening to Local Beat. I'm your host, Adam Kincaid. We have about a little less than an hour and a half left in today's program. Joining me in studio right now, I have Reed Johnson of Schooner, who just played a live track for us called Nowhere to Wait, and also Grayson Curran, the curator for Hopscotch Music Festival, as well as the music editor for the Independent Weekly. Reed, I just got a phone call. Um, someone named Maria is wondering when you're coming home to empty the kitty litter box. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to make it home. Yeah. Someone's uh, in anytime soon. I don't think that's a metaphor that's suited for the radio. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Maria. Yeah. Hello, Maria. Uh, in any case, let's talk a little bit about she the. Said it that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the bands that are playing in Hopscotch. Grayson, I want to know how did you go about choosing which bands? I mean, we. I mean, we have a ton. I think your last count was about 130. That doesn't include any of the day parties, um, any of the Wednesday shows or the Sunday shows. But 130 bands, how did you and Greg and who else, whoever, go about choosing um, which bands play to this festival? Well, uh, at one point, Greg Lowenhagen, who's the Hopscotch director, uh, gave me the, the very amazing edict of uh, drafting a fantasy list, fantasy list of bands. You know, essentially, hey, you know what the clubs are, you know what the space is, you know what the budget is write out a list of bands that you think should play the festival. And so I did that. Um, and the list that I came up with is certainly pretty different from the list of bands that are actually playing the festival, but there is there is definitely a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, commonality there. Um, some of the bands who we first talked about are going to be here. Um, and that included local bands, and that included touring bands, included huge, huge bands, you know, um, you know, re- really pr- pretty ambitious, a pretty ambitious list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, we, we basically went after them. You know, Paul Seiler, who served as the festival's booking agent, uh, you know, just sent a, a lot of emails to a lot of agents. Is this band available? If so, can, what can we say about money? You know, what where, where does the money conversation begin with this band? 
and then us, you know, taking a look at a lot of numbers and like saying, you know, saying, no, that's not worth it. Or, yeah, that's totally worth it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, in some cases, it was me basically emailing people that I know and that I love and, you know, some of my favorite bands who don't really have booking agents and saying, hey, I love your band. Do you want to come play in North Carolina? This festival we're doing. Um, and this is the first Hopscotch Festival ever. Yeah. So was there any questions on your reliability? Oh, yeah. That was a huge thing. You know, that was one of the biggest challenges is um, saying, uh, so, yeah, we want to have this music festival in Raleigh. No, we've never had one. No, you have no reason to trust us. But, you know, you should. Um, it, it'll be fun. You should come and, you know, base your tour around this thing that's never happened before. Um, you know, that obviously was met with some resistance, you know, um, bands live and die on their image in a way. So if they play something, they come down just to play something that ends up to be completely lame and they're the only, you know, cool band playing, they kind of look stupid. Um, and so a lot of it was just sort of connecting, you know, building this very, very piecemeal, starting with, a, you know, Tortoise was one of the first bigger bands we booked, Akron Family. Um, was a was a very important early booking for us, and sort of very slowly expanding this lineup of you know credible bands that if mm-hmm. you send it to a booking agent in Los Angeles, he may not know your festival, but he sees these other bands or she, and she says, uh, "Hey, okay, yeah, this is this thing is going to be cool. I should um you know I should get my washed out or my war on drugs or my golden filter or um you know my Lucero. I should." bring all these bands yeah these bands should definitely be part of this thing because mm-hmm. it's going to be cool um so the legitimacy establishing legitimacy as as a festival that was going to have a lot of neat options was a challenge but i think it's something we met pretty well you know we right. we ended up having conversations with you know really really big booking agents and, and using them to book bands um you know uh john pantel who books public enemy is based in a pretty amazing office in Beverly Hills. I mean, it's, it seems pretty legit. Yeah. So, so what was the sort of the process here? I mean, a double barrel benefit that WKNC does every year. We start with our headliner and then we sort of build bands that we think will go well, you know, with the headliner, but this is a little bit different. There's so many different venues uh, all over the place. How do you sort of match up bands? How do you say, you know what, this band might be good with them. Or did you do that at all? Did you just sort of like grab as many bands as you could and then no, there, yeah, organize them? Yeah, yeah. There was definitely, you know, talk about uh, this band belongs with this band. You know, let's put this bill together. Um, we've booked this band. Who who can we put with this band that makes sense? You know, that was a, those were some pretty conscious decisions. Um, and again, it goes back to that fantasy list of bands and seeing what could what could we make happen. And then building around that, you know, working from there, using that as sort of the, the jumping off point. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that was sort of the process. Yeah. As far as local bands versus non-local bands, I mean, they, there are quite a few local bands mm-hmm. on the lineup. But, you know, we do have Troika in Durham. There is the Cherry Bounce that happened mm-hmm. uh, really wide open a couple of weeks ago. What, what was your decisions as far as booking local bands? Sure. Um that was that was a difficult part, um, you know, with my my job as a music editor, you know, I have to deal, you know, I I work to be very open to as many people as I can be. Um, that said, there are 120 bands on this festival, you know, as part of 100, 130 bands that are playing this festival, and you know, we could have we could have easily booked 130 local bands, but like you said, there are other festivals that that already serve that purpose that that do book 
mostly local bands, you know, and we have a great relationship with, with Troika and a great relationship with SparkCon. We didn't want to imitate what they did or steal from what they did. We definitely wanted it to be distinct and to be a mix of national and local talent. And I think initially that, that mix was more probably, in our minds, was a little more like 50-50 or maybe even skewed slightly local. As we started booking bands, you know, we just kept grabbing and really being really excited. Oh, we can get this band, we can get this band. And so it's maybe a little less local than national at this point, but I still right. think the percentage is probably 40%. It's pretty close. It really is pretty 40% close. 40% local, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I feel great about that. So, you know, essentially, like, you know, who are the local bands playing? There are a lot of my favorite local bands. Um, you know, that's that's like the short way to answer that right. question. And there there were some bands I've gotten into some awkward conversations with bands that aren't playing. Um, I can imagine, yeah. So wink to you guys. Um, but, you know, that happens. Um, some bands just weren't available to do it. There's some bands that, you know, frankly just weren't on my fantasy list. And right. selfishly, that's kind of how it was booked. Yeah. Let me throw a name at you, a local band, Max Indian. They apparently their last show was at the local 506 about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. They're playing though at Hopscotch. That was their penultimate show. Yeah, which is a great word if you haven't used it lately. Yeah. So this is this, this is going to be their like last show from what we understand. This, as far as I know, this will be their last show. I hear talk that maybe they will continue at a later date. Right. I don't on hiatus. Uh, yeah, right. Hiatus. I mean, they're the fish of the triangle. Let's be serious. Yeah, bearded hippies. Um, <laughs> so oh, hey guys. Uh, so <laughs> yes, yeah, so Max Indian. Um, they're a great band, and I wish they weren't break. I wish they weren't hiatusing, which I don't think is hiatus. A real yeah. Well, thing to it say. is now. You actually are a I mean, native. Yeah, uh, and you're a native speaker, so you can create words. I can create words. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, that was, uh, so, you know, I guess the local 506 show was indeed their penultimate show. I want to bring some attention to that word here today. Um, and they, uh, you know, we asked them really early on, and then we started hearing rumors just at, like, right. backyard toga parties in my house that they were breaking up. That's a true story. And so the then invite, we said, by the way. I'm sorry. It's, it was on Facebook, you know? <laughs> I, you know, what do you want? A text message? These entitled people. Um, sorry, Reed. Um, but, you know, um, you know, so I asked pretty bluntly at one point, like, hey, guys, are you going to play this show or are you going to be done by then? And they're like, no, we're, you know, we're yeah. definitely going to do that one for sure. Mm -hmm. So we, we stuck with them. But, yeah, you know, it, that's how things go. You know, bands break up, great bands break up yeah. in your hometown and you love them and, you know, I got friends that, you know, fly back from Philadelphia to see that band or something because they love them. And um, that's really special, I think. That's one of my, you know, that's, if you ever need a testament to, like, what kind of talent is in this area, and not to pay lip service to it, but, I mean, they're a, they're a great pop band. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. And have them, like, playing those songs at this festival for the last time is, like, a is a bittersweet honor, you know. It's um I love them, and yeah. it's going to be sad to see them do whatever they do, sit around and grow their beards for a while um, by themselves or with other bands. But um, does, that, does, that, does that answer your question? Yes, I think it I does. Just, yeah. I think I just kind of wept on air maybe. <laughs> I got to ask you this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Megaphone, is this their CD release? What, this what's the deal will be, with that? These two shows will be Megaphone CD, CD release party, um, not with the track you just played. They're putting out a, a mini LP. Right. 
uh, fancy pants called Heretofore. Um, it's really fantastic, and and I think probably the best thing they've ever done. And they're not playing many shows in North Carolina the rest of the year. They're doing a residency at Duke the week after Hopscotch, right. um, but they won't be playing these songs. These are these two shows. They're, so they're playing Saturday Night at Kings, and they're playing. I believe Friday during the day at the label party, which is going to be amazing that their label's doing called mm-hmm. Home Tapes. It's a label from Portland. Their party is called Friend Island, and it is exactly what it is. It will be the nicest time you have all year, maybe. It'll be so <laughs> relaxing and beautiful yeah. and great, and I recommend going. Um, but these will be their CD release parties for their mini LP here before, which is also a great honor. Um, I think they're a really adventurous and bold band. Um, and I'm not saying that because my, they're my friends. I'm saying that because when I hear them, I hear like you know new ideas happening on on tape. And, and seeing them live great. is just it's like a religious experience every time. It you is blow your gospel blow your minds. of beards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of beard jokes. <laughs> hey, look at the fact Reed and I are sitting here not bearded out. And oh, you kind of have some stubble. I got some there. stubble. Yeah. That's like uh, you know. My mom won't let me grow it out. She gets oh, mad. I, I went shave my beard for my mom, and then I I felt like a bad kid for doing that for some reason um <laughs> so yeah uh these will be megaphone cd release parties i think if you're one of the first 15 people through the door at that at that label party which also includes a, a full performance of the new album by the great milwaukee, uh, milwaukee band collections of colonies of bees or right. madison wisconsin band sorry um it include a full performance of their album at noon and then megaphone is playing songs from their album i think you get a free copy of their album on vinyl wow and I saw the vinyl this week, and it's beautiful. So um, let me uh, throw this at you. This is a bone. Um, Schooner, or Reed, you're not allowed to a- answer Schooner for this question. Okay. Okay. Is it, is it a negative? What answer? are your favorite shows that you're looking forward to the most? What What can you not wait to see? Of all these events, what's the most, like, the biggest one you can't wait for? And we got to look at the schedule here. Yeah, I, I probably need to look at the schedule. Favorite Favorite show going on at Hopscotch this coming week. <laughs> Reed's got to look through everything here. Grayson, do you have any idea? Of Reed's favorite band? No, no, of yours. Yeah, oh, oh, man. I, Are you I allowed to answer this? this? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, again, I love 98% of these bands, and I'm not going to answer which ones I don't love because that's wrong. Um, but, man, I, I actually just did this thing for New Raleigh where I sort of – I'm not going to be able to see a lot of the bands because I'm going to be working, which is a really weird way to feel – but uh, four of my favorite bands on here are War on Drugs, who earlier I said are, I think, the best rock band in America. Um, they're one of the most underrated bands I've ever heard. I don't know why people aren't freaking out constantly over, like, maybe the best lyricist around, one of the best rock lyricists around, and one of the best bands. Anyway, done geeking out on that. Um, Locrian is this sort of noise thing from Chicago that's amazing. First Rate People is, like, this most the most charming pop band I've heard in a little bit they're this this is their American debut um their show at Hopscotch on Saturday night with Cooley High and Lonnie Walker and I was totally destroying it they're amazing and the other band that I mentioned was Public Enemy um because if you've never seen Public Enemy live you have never actually seen a live show because it's so good and I really recommend <laughs> seeing it and and then of course I didn't mention any local bands I know this is the local beat but if there's a local no, that's band, okay. if there's a local yeah. band on this bill, I give them my vote. I I like them a lot. Yeah. Except Schooner. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I've never still haven't heard of them. Those, yeah. Those those rascals. Boring. <laughs> they're, they're cat. Read what you got over there. You f- you figured it out. Um, 
Yeah, let's see. Well, I've got I've got lots, and uh, I would say, well, you got to go see you know Max Indian do their curtain call, but uh, I definitely want to see the see part of it anyway. We're playing that night, but a little bit of the hip hop show with Ninth Wonder and all those guys. Yeah, that's gonna be that's the Lincoln. Yeah, mm-hmm. which will be pretty awesome, and then the Harvey Milk and and the Up show will be. Heck, yes. will be pretty crazy. I like Harlem a lot. Um, and war, But I'm going to be at War on Drugs because they play right after we do. So that'll be pretty. I was really excited about that because I'm digging some of that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, the Dungeon and Woods show the next night and the Floating Action Pontiac, Washed Out. Like, I don't know. Weed Eater and U.S. Christmas also. And End the Year of the Pig will be great too. And it's just the whole Megafon show because I like seeing those guys stretch out anyway. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, that'll be, yeah, it'll all be, there's a lot, I mean, you can't really go wrong. You just run into something and you're going to be surprised or pleased, one of the two. It's going to be a great three days in downtown Raleigh, for sure. We're going to take a quick break, but we're not going to take a break. We're going to play some music here, some of the bands that are going to be performing this coming week. We're also going to be playing a couple of brand new tracks. We got, I think, Hammer and More the Fingers, Grayson, you brought in yeah. Megaphone. What other bands? Yeah, we could, uh, let's see, we can throw down some some new Megaphone for sure that maybe has never been played in these parts before. Um, throw Unless you've downloaded things illegally on the internet, mm-hmm. which I do. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, sorry, Mom. Um, and, yeah, it's Hammer and More of the Fingers, which right. I don't think is on the internet, and is an amazing, amazing rock record that someone, some big record label, like David Geffen or whatever should probably call us and ask who that band was because it's an amazing rock album. Yeah. And don't go anywhere because sometime within the next hour, we'll be giving away tickets to the Saturday night show, Public Enemy, No Age, and The Love Language. That's going to be in the Raleigh City Plaza. We have tickets to give away for that. Of course, that's coming up a little bit later. Right now, though, some Birds of Avalon. This is called Horse Called Dust. Hey! 